Well, welcome to the Empower Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and ultimately empowers you to influence people and transform cities. Enjoy the message. Wonderful. Thank you, church. You can be seated. Be seated on your couch at home as well or wherever you're watching this, as long as it's not at the beach. Um, That's all right. So good. Hey, good morning, church. It is so good to be here with you today. And I hope, uh, you know, it is, uh, we are well into December now, well into the Christmas season. I really hope that your Christmas season so far has been amazing. I pray that your uh, Christmas day is amazing. Your Boxing Day sales adventures are amazing. Hopefully you get a bargain. Uh, If you're into that, maybe not. Uh, But um, that's where blessing is. Um, but um, I, each Christmas time, uh, I have a little bit of a tradition to get into kind of the Christmas spirit. Uh, it doesn't matter how many people come over or family members come over for dinner or lunch. Uh, it doesn't matter about the tree or the presents under the tree. Uh, my tradition to know that I'm in the Christmas season is to down one litre of eggnog. Uh, now, I just heard an overwhelming um, disapproval of my tradition, uh, which I'm offended and I'm just going to walk off the stage. Um, Just kidding. But if you like eggnog here, um, I love eggnog. I even this past week, I was like, you know what? Why am I buying this stuff so much? I'm going to make my own eggnog. And uh, I attempt to make it. Look, if you have me on Instagram, sneaky plug, bothy uh, Instagram. Uh, I did an Instagram live, uh, literally making eggnog. Uh, It tasted terrible. (laughs) I added way too much sugar. Well, my wife added way too much sugar. Just kidding, I won't say that. Won't be adding brownie points to the card. No, but we added way too much sugar and I actually had to get a full two litre jug of milk and pour it in there just to dilute it uh, because, yeah, and then I had like amples amount. I've literally, my fridge is just filled with eggnog. Uh, it's great. So if you like it, come over one time. It's great. But uh, we also had some uh, friends around for dinner uh, just a few days ago on Thursday night, which we call Friendsmas, uh, Christmas Friendsmas. Yeah, you get it. And uh, it was so good. It was so much fun. Had a great time. I love this season of community, of family, of doing life together. Um, and, you know, remembering the real reason of why this Christmas season is even here. And you know when it's really Christmas, another signpost about Christmas, is when you eat a lot of food, and you don't do any exercise, but you don't have any regrets to it, Uh, if I can talk. Um, That is the best part, and that is me this week. I didn't go to the gym, I didn't exercise this week, and I've eaten whatever I've wanted to eat. Uh, Is anyone else like me, where you just eat so much food over Christmas? Come on, somebody. Uh, It is a great season. But uh, we are talking in this series at the moment, in December for Christmas, about hope, of the world. And, and we as Christians, we as Empower Church, believe uh, that there's only one hope in this world, and his name is Jesus. Uh, hope isn't a thing, hope has a name. And his name is Jesus, and, and we, we recount the story of Jesus being born and, and that amazing time of, of hope being born into the world. And, and I love this season. And uh, the thing is, though, is there can actually be many. Uh, preconceived ideas that are either wrong or misconceptions about the Christmas story um, as we read it biblically and historically. Um, if you were here last year, I preached about uh, the, the inn and Mary and Joseph having to travel on their Uber donkey and they needed to find a place in Bethlehem to have this child. And there's that 
story that we see in Christmas tradition or you see it with the nativity scene that they're going around to all the hotels, motels of that day, the innkeeper saying they can't be there. But if you read the story, I hate to burst your bubble, that's actually not contextually, historically or biblically accurate to uh, the story. It actually probably would have been more accurate that it was a guest room that they were denied from in the family house and that Jesus was actually born in the main house. Anyway, if you're looking for that story, you can just re-listen to the podcast last year. But we, uh, we also have some other misconceptions about the nativity scene or the story of Jesus. And I wanna bring about another different viewpoint of what the Bible says when it comes to Jesus' birth in that manger, and it comes to the wise men and the shepherds. Uh, so I want to talk about that today, and uh, we want to look at what really happened in this story, looking at it biblically, looking at the text, but also, I don't just want to read something that was written thousands of years ago. I want us to ask the question, what does Jesus' birth help us see today? What, what does this story thousands of years ago actually reveal to us about God today? And how does Jesus' birth or His life give us life here today? And I believe the final question we're going to look at is that why can we stand amazed at the birth of Jesus? Why can we stand amazed? And if you're looking for a title today, I've called this Stand Amazed. Why don't we pray right now? Lord, I pray that You would speak to us through Your Word as we dive into the book of Luke. I pray, Holy Spirit, uh, that you would reveal to us who you are this Christmas. I pray, God, that people would have such a deep sense of faith in this time, hope in your name, and God, they would understand more about who you are. I thank you, God, you're gonna speak through me today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. amen. Well, uh, we're gonna look at uh, Luke's account of the birth story of Jesus. We're gonna go to uh, the book of Luke, chapter two, verses eight to 20. We're gonna read 12 verses we're going to start in verse 8, and it says this, and this is the time of when Jesus is being born. So right at that time. And in the same region, or in other words, the region of Bethlehem around or surrounding parts, uh, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. Man, if we look at angels in the Bible, they just seem like scary. Uh, everyone's fearful when they come. But then the angel of the Lord said, fear not. So they're like, oh, I'm just gonna take a breather. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Saviour who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom He is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. So obviously the angels actually told them where baby Jesus was. There was no star for the shepherds. The star was for the wise men. But they were told that he was in Bethlehem and the two signs is uh, swaddling cloths and that he would be in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds 
told them. Oh, sorry, I missed part. And then they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. So they found him. Verse 19, but Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. I love this story. There's shepherds out in the night, they're tending to their flock at night and angels just appear out of nowhere. They're freaking out. Naturally, if you see an angel of a biblical angel of what they look like, they're terrifying, they're big, they're huge, they've got the awe and the wonder and the glory of God around them and they freak out. The angels say, fear not, there is a baby who will be the Christ, the saviour of the world and you are gonna go to him. He's in Bethlehem and you're gonna see him swollen cloths and in a manger. And they are crazy excited and they go over with haste. They, they run to this place where they've been told they see the baby Jesus and when they see him with Mary and Joseph, they are glorifying, they are praising God, they are standing amazed at what the angels told of them of who this baby would be. I don't know if you've ever had a moment in your life where you stood amazed. Um, I've used a few stories uh, with him preaching about Gardner's Falls and I'm gonna give you another one. Um, if you've ever been to Gardner's Falls at Mullaney, beautiful place. Uh, basically, there's a little bit of a trek to these amazing, we won't put the photo up just yet, uh, but that's okay. Um, so there's this great place. You've seen it now, it's great. Um, great place, great place. And uh, you might know where I'm going with this now. But uh, we, we, we came to this, uh, there's like a creek, there's like, you know, rushing water kind of coming down. There's a big pool. And basically, if you know Gardner's Falls, um, do it on the holidays as well. It's the best time, summer, best time to do it. Uh, there's a little swing and there's a big swing. I don't know why we called it that, but it, it, we just called it that. That's what it is. And basically, people line up at this little swing. I can get a backflip on the little swing, can't do it on the big swing. It's quite high, uh, crazy. But people line up at these things constantly. And then this one individual, this one time that we went, I think we went with some of the uh, Empire youth crew. And uh, one time this guy, uh, was, it was his turn to go on the, on the swing. And the thing is, he actually handed the swing to the next person. And what he actually started to do from that point was actually climb the tree that the swing was attached to. Now, the thing is, is that this is a massive tree. The, the rope swing itself is already huge. They call it a big swing, because guess what? It's a big swing. And he climbs this tree branch by branch to the very top of this tree. And the thing is, the gardeners, you know, everyone's kind of like usually looking at the person about to do the swings. And, uh, and everyone's just watching. There must have been 30, 50 people just on the rocks there kind of chilling out or in the water. And they're just all looking at this guy climb to the very top of this tree. And all of us were like, what is he going to do? <laughs> what, what is going to be the result of this guy? Because I'm telling you, if he hits this wrong, there's gonna, you know, there's gonna be ambulance crew, there's gonna be helicopter, like it's gonna get hectic right now. Uh, but if he makes it, it's gonna be like the greatest thing, and we're gonna give him like, you know, a Houdini clap and all that kind of stuff, because this guy is a magician. And anyway, I remember this one moment, everything stood still. We're all watching, just like, what is this guy gonna do? He takes this giant leap, and we'll get the photo up now, of this guy who leaps from the top of the tree. As you can see, even from the photo, and I snapped this, yeah, I'm not a photographer, but you can call me if you want. Uh, you can't even see, you can't even see the water at this point because the big swing starts right here. And he's gone to the very top of the tree and you can't even see any of the water. And I remember he came down and I cannot believe it. 
But nah, he made it. It was all good. Everything was fine. That guy was fine. And everyone was like standing ovation, just like clapping. We were all like, this guy's insane. It was so crazy because I had never seen anyone do that before. Uh, people were standing amazed. I remember I did this one time, not on the tree, but the big swing. And, and, and the 19-year-old introvert that I am, I got everyone's attention. Hey, everyone, I'm doing the big swing. And as I went off of the big swing, everyone's looking. It's like, oh, what's this guy going to do? I just kind of normally did it, but I just went flat on my face. And people didn't stand amazed. They stood embarrassed for me. It was awful. So uh, that guy is definitely better than I am. But uh, there's another moment, just to hammer my point tonight. There's another moment of when I actually proposed to Johanna. Uh, that we were, you know, dating for a little bit of time and, and uh, you know, I, I kind of created this big kind of proposal idea, uh, you know, kind of wrote her a song. Yeah, I'm really cute. Um, you know, did all these things for her. And uh, basically, I kind of did this. I actually asked these people in Flaxton. I don't know. I just like the hinterland. Mulaney, Flaxton. And I asked these people, can I, can I propose to my uh, uh, girlfriend on your kind of like lawn? And they were like, hmm. Yeah, right. Give it a go. I remember literally the lady saying just like, they were like an older couple and was like, Harold, let him do it. It was great. And um, her name was Pam. She was a great lady and she's the one who actually helped me propose to my wife. And anyway, uh, it was this moment for me where the time came though. Uh, this elaborate thing that happened. I uh, dropped her off at one point. Then I was waiting at another point. My friend brought her there. It was crazy. And she's walking kind of like down this little aisle that I had with like candles and, and the photo, uh, photographs and stuff. Call me a hopeless romantic. Um, and uh, as, as she's walking down, I remember just absolutely standing amazed. And even on my wedding day, just standing amazed at the future that was before me that I got to marry my amazing wife. There was a photo there as well. A little bit cute. Um, Guys, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do better than that. All right, there it is. There's the bar for you. Uh, but uh, I, I just stood amazed. I stood amazed at this future, at this, with this awe and this wonder of what could be. And maybe you've been in that same circumstance where you saw something maybe like I did. Maybe you saw an amazing sunrise or sunset, and it just took you back. Your emotions and your awe were like, this is insane. And maybe it wasn't, maybe it was something else for you. Maybe it was the time that your first child was born or second. I don't know which one you favour. I'm not too sure. But, uh, but whatever it is, you stood in awe and wonder. And I believe this is how the shepherds were standing that day. They were rejoicing. They were glorifying. They couldn't even contain themselves anymore. When they were looking at this baby Jesus, they couldn't take it in. And I believe this is why, and I believe this is why we can stand amazed as well. The reason why those shepherds stood there amazed that day and why we can today is that we can stand amazed at Jesus' birth story because it shows that our God is merciful. It shows that our God is merciful. The gospel in the Christmas story gets really real for you as a person when you realise you don't deserve anything that God has given you. The gospel story gets real when you know the things that God's blessed you with. You probably shouldn't have got them because only the ones undeserving of mercy are also the ones most grateful by the one who extends it. Mercy in the Christian uh, dictionary, if you will, relates to forgiveness or the best definition I would say is withholding punishment 
from someone. This is the definition of mercy. And you need to know the reason why this is so big for when the shepherds were looking at baby Jesus lying in a manger that day is because in the historical context of what happened is that between Malachi and Matthew, there was a 400 year silence where God did not speak. God did not speak through a prophet. God did not speak via the Holy Spirit. God did not speak in God didn't speak through a donkey. God didn't there's a story of that. God did not speak in any way for 400 years between Malachi and Matthew. Didn't speak. And if you are Israel in that day, God's chosen and holy people, I would think that maybe you thought God just gave up. You know what? God hasn't for 400 years spoken because Israel after generation after generation were disobedient before God. They would do the wrong thing after the wrong thing, be sinful, be disobedient. And who would have thought that even the God-fearing people in 400 years where I believe these shepherds, because they were favoured by God to see the baby Jesus, they were probably told by their great-grandfathers about God still hasn't spoken. I still haven't heard God speak. And even their great-great-great-great-grandparents still would have never seen a sign or a word from God in 400 years. And I don't know about you, but it's human nature and I would say probably the human condition and our human default that when someone does something wrong against us, the default is not mercy. The default is to cut off from them. The default of our human nature and our sinful nature is you did something wrong for me, you're not invited into my life anymore. You've done something wrong in my life. I don't think I want you a part of what's going on with my life. And I'll be the first to say, church, I've done this plenty of times in my life and I'm not proud of it. Where someone's done something against me and I've said, you know what? Because of your sin against me, you don't get the right to be in my life. I'm gonna cut my ties with you. And it begs the question, church, why didn't God just start again? If for 400 years, and and this is Israel, his own chosen people are sinful and disobedient for every generation, not even including the non-chosen people of God in their wickedness, in their sin. Why didn't God just say, I'm gonna create another earth and humanity that will love me? And I ponder this question because when we look at Jesus' birth, it actually shows us that God is merciful that even whilst we were sinners, Christ died and He came a man so that it would show God's mercy to you and I. Because I wanna let you know, whether you realise it or not, we believe as humans that all of us have fallen short of God's glory and God's grace. Every single one of us, you know what we're deserving of? Eternal separation from God. But singing Jesus in a manger isn't just a sign of, oh, this is a nice Christmas story. Jesus meek and mild in the, in the manger. What a cute story. No, no, no. This is actually a story of God's mercy. And when the shepherds looked at Jesus that day, you know why they stand amazed or stood amazed and they were glorifying and praising God? It meant that God hasn't given up on us. And I wanna let you know today, church, God hasn't given up on you. When we look at baby Jesus in a manger, it's so much more than just a nice story. It's the fact that God doesn't give up on us. 
God still hasn't given up on you. Every time you've messed up, you've got it wrong. God still hasn't given up on you. My question is like, well, why didn't God send a tyrant? Why didn't send instead of Jesus the baby, why didn't God send Jesus the tyrant that was gonna come on a riding on a horse, a white horse with a sword, punishing all of those who have done the wrong thing against him? God could have sent him in this form and guess what? He would have been fully righteous and just to do this. But you know the form that Jesus took? It was the form of a baby, a servant, the lowest of lows. And this is why we can stand amazed today in the same way those shepherds did. Because when we look at baby Jesus, we actually see the nature of God, that He's a merciful God. That we are deserving of punishment, but for God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. Looking at baby Jesus today, we can stand amazed because it reveals that God is merciful to you and I. And I know, as some, I know as being a human being and being people, we can become guilt-ridden and also shame-driven from the things that we've done wrong. Like, you know what? I didn't get it right this time. I don't know if God is okay with that and I don't know if God is good with me. You know what Jesus' birth story actually preaches and teaches to you and communicates to you? Says... And he says that your God is a God full of mercy. You might feel like today, well, Nick, last week I said the wrong words. I didn't get it right that time. And you're like, you know what? I probably should get the brunt of judgment or the punishment. I wanna let you know and reassure you I've got good news and Jesus has good news for you. That your God is a God full of mercy. That he is with you. He is for you. We can stand amazed at him. I love the word, we can though. We can stand amazed. Because some people choose not to. They're like, you know what? I've done too much. I've gone too far. I don't think if I can stand amazed, whenever I see Jesus, I should be deserving of punishment. You have the choice today, friend, to stand amazed at Jesus because he wants to wipe you clean of all of your sin. He is a God of mercy. But secondly, there's a second reason why we can stand amazed at Jesus' birth. Firstly, because it shows God's merciful. But what else did it mean for these shepherds this day? We can stand amazed at Jesus' birth story because it means God has a plan. It means that God has a plan. Here's the thing I've realized in life is that you don't get involved in things you don't care about. Can anyone testify to that? And also, you do get involved with things you do care about. Um, we uh, started a, uh, a footy club. What is it, a footy club? A football team uh, at the beginning of the year or for the season anyway. Um, I love football, not like hectic football in the sense of like rugby league, but touch rugby league. It's called TRL. Anyway, some of the guys in the church, you know, decided to come on board as well. Great fun. And uh, it was my hope. And it was my uh, kind of future vision that we are going to win the grand final. Like, that's, that, that's why we're doing this. Like, there's no other reason. You know, people say, oh, like, did you have fun? So I don't care about fun. I'm here to win. There's fun in winning, I guess. I'm too competitive. Blame my family. Uh, but I, I'm like, I'm doing this thing to win. I'm not doing this to have fun. That's absolutely crazy. 
And, uh, and that was my goal from the beginning. As we did it, I'm like, yeah, I've got, got a good team. You know, someone's like, can I join? I'm like, no, you're not good enough. Um, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding, but maybe. I want to be honest as well. I can't lie from the platform. Um, digging holes. Cool. Uh, but anyway, this team needs to be, we need to have speed. We need to have agility. Got to get those side steps in. You know, you got to have all of it. Anyway, uh, this team is a boss team. And if you know you're on the team, you're like, yeah, I am. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> Look, maybe next season we'll have you on, okay? Um, but uh, it was always intended to win. That was my hope. That was the future. That was the goal. And uh, turns out, uh, once again, Instagram, look it up. Uh, but we won the grand final. Uh, we were so stoked on it. Yeah, you, don't, don't give me more clout. It's okay. It's fine. Um, or you can clap if you want on it, whatever. Uh, but we won the grand final. Uh, and we were so stoked. Uh, the only thing is, maybe a minor detail you might need to know about. You know how they have grading system? Uh, we, weren't, we weren't A grade. Uh, we weren't B grade. We did play an E grade. Um, but we won! And that's all that's important to you, okay? We won. Don't worry about the grading system. It's all... E's actually better. No, it's not. I'm just kidding. Um, but we won! And, and I, I wanted to get involved in something because I cared about it. I was a part of it. And I also got involved with it because I saw a hope in it. I was like, I'm not doing this to lose. I have a fun time. No, no, no. I'm doing this to win. Because you only get involved in things that you actually care about. And in verse 10, bringing it back to Scripture, and the, and the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. I love that language in this, in this scripture. A great joy that will be. Or in other words, future tense, it will be for all people, meaning it's a joy to come. Or in other words, Jesus and God saw the, the beginning from the, uh, uh, the end from the beginning and they decided that, no, 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 this humanity has a hope and it has a future. So guess what? We're gonna get involved in it. And the thing that blows me away about Jesus coming in the form of a baby is that even if you could see the end from the beginning and you knew those people were gonna sin constantly and disobey and go against the flow, I don't know about you, but if I was God, maybe the story would look different because I wouldn't be as merciful. But God had such a plan that seeing the end from the beginning, He said, I still wanna get involved with the mess. I still wanna be involved because I care about the hope and the future and I can see a hope and a future for humanity. Is that not that famous verse in Jeremiah? 29.11, that God said, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. He is the one, church, that holds the blueprints of life before Him. And even knowing that we were gonna get it wrong, He still got involved. Why? Because God saw that there was hope for humanity. God saw the end and said, you know what? Even if it looks messy right now, I'm gonna get involved. And I wanna ask you the question today, church. 2021, vaccine, unvaccine, COVID, all the things that have gone on, we could focus on this. We could look at this right now. Maybe you've had to make decisions over the past couple of weeks. I know we all have. Maybe it's family stuff. Maybe it's business stuff where you're like, I don't know the plans that God has for me. I wanna ask you this question today. 
And I want you to ponder in your heart today. I wonder what God has in store for your life. I wonder what God has in store for your life. Because guess what? God has a plan. Aren't you thankful that in 2021, God isn't shook about COVID in 2021 and all the things that have happened? Aren't you thankful that we have a God that has seen the end from the beginning and He goes, I still have a plan. Aren't you thankful that even as you've had to decide and go, I'm not too sure about this or this, aren't you thankful that there's someone and you live for someone who has the blueprints of life before them saying, guess what? You have a plan and my next step and your next step, I will guide every single one of them. When we look at Jesus, it's not just a story from 2000 years ago. When we look at Jesus, we can stand amazed that I have a plan that God has a plan for me and He's gonna guide every single one of our steps. And guess what? That gives you and I a lot of hope, friend. Gives us hope in this time more than ever where there might be a loss of hope for the person who knows Jesus. Man, there's hope abundant. There's probably been, there's a song that God really speaks to me through music, but there's just this line, says it in this song and I've had moments with God in my room just, just as I've, I've pondered on this thought that the question I asked before, God, what do you have in store for my life? I wonder, I'm in awe, God, of what you might have in store because I know you have the blueprints of life. And maybe when you hear that question, friend, you're kind of like, that, that brings fear to you. You're like, I wonder what God might have in store. I wanna let you know when you ponder that question, you don't need to be afraid, just like the shepherds where they were afraid originally because God is saying to you today, fear not for the plan ahead. You might be scared about the future of like, okay, what does this mean for job or, or, or my family or whatever? I wanna let you know when we look at the Jesus story, God is saying to you, I have the plan, fear not anymore. I wonder what God has in store for you. When I look at that question, I'm filled with awe and wonder and excitement for the future. I'm genuinely, when I, when I ponder that question, I wonder what God has in store for me. I'm excited, church. And I'm excited for what God wants to do in your life as well. Because we can stand amazed because God has a plan. Stand amazed today, church, that God's merciful on your life. But also stand amazed because God's got a plan for your life. He hasn't given up. He won't give up because God doesn't give up. I pray that this season, you would feel a deep sense of worth, a deep sense of the call of God, and a deep sense of how much God has done for you. Let it be known in your heart today. Why don't we pray in this moment? Lord, I thank you. God, for every person in this place, Lord, we wanna know your mercy intimately and uniquely for ourselves, God. And I pray, God, as we focus on you this Christmas, God, let your mercy pour out, God. Even when we've got it wrong and we said it the wrong way or the things that we should have done that we didn't, God, you're not here to punish. God, you're here to pour out your mercy through baby Jesus who was on that cross and died. I thank you, God, that we can stand amazed, God, at your plan. That even though we might not know the plan ahead, God, we can trust you 
We can trust you with every step. So God, let our ears be tentative to what you're speaking to us. And God, we pray, would you speak miraculously to our lives? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you would just, can I invite you to keep your eyes closed today? I wanna ask you today, do you know Jesus for yourself? Do you have a personal relationship with Him? Because I love that this story of Jesus coming to this earth was so that you might know Him personally. You can have a relationship with the God of all creation. His name's Jesus. He does have a name. Hope has a name. And maybe you've lacked hope in this time. I wanna let you know that hope wants to come into your life. Maybe you felt estranged from God or maybe you felt like you don't know Him. I wanna let you know today, friend, you can know Him and you can live out the plan that He has for you. It'll be greater than any other plan and is greater than any other plan in this universe. And today, friend, if you don't know Him, but you know you need to make a decision to start following Him today, I wanna ask all of those in the auditorium and all online, if you would simply raise your hand to say, Nick, I need Jesus today. I need God in my life. I've done wrong, but I need my sins forgiven. I wanna be free. The enemy has come to seek and destroy, but God has come to bring life and life abundant to you. Would you respond to the call today to say yes to Jesus? Would you just in this moment, I see that hand. Thank you so much. Is there anyone else here today? You don't know God, but you know you need Him. Is there anyone else online as well? There'll just be a little symbol that you can press right now. Is there anyone else here today? You wanna say yes to Jesus. One amazing person has done this. Come on, come home, friend. He loves you. Thank you, Jesus. Well, we're gonna pray this prayer together. Anyone online saying this for the first time, why don't we pray this together? Dear Jesus, today, I believe in you. God, today, would you make me a new creation in Jesus' name? I pray that I would come into relationship with you right now in your name. Amen. Come on, can we just celebrate anyone that made that decision? First time rededicating their heart to Jesus. Pastor Paul's about to come up and let you know about some next steps, which will be awesome, all those online as well. But come on, church, in this moment, in this season, let's stand amazed at Jesus. Thanks so much.